0: Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: What would the line be? Let's just say Georgia-Michigan together. What would those two, either one of them, be against Notre
4: Dame? Five on a neutral field. On a
3: neutral field, even though Notre Dame just beat them. Uh, two months ago.
4: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> now, what would LSU be against either Georgia or Michigan?
4: About the same. I have Notre Dame and LSU powering around the same. Georgia and Michigan about five-point uh, neutral favorite.
3: So we're saying the three and four the committee's likely to do are five points worse yep. than the true three and four teams, Georgia and Michigan.
5: You're listening to Fox Sports radio. 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 radio
3: the Vegas verdict on
2: several moves at the NFL trade deadline.
3: Every weekday we have fun, and it is fun delivering Vegas straight to you right now on the strip. 75 degrees. That's the way it is in the Astrodome back in the day. It was like perfect temperature. 75. The neon is flowing. Guys, uh, the
2: NFL trade deadline came and went earlier today, and it is time for the Vegas verdict on several key moves around the league. We start off with an AFC move. The Broncos traded five-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Demarius Thomas and a seventh-round pick to the Texans for a fourth and a seventh. RJ, what is Vegas making the move?
3: You know, Fez, we always talk about it. The greatest paradox in a professional batter is that on one hand, he has to have a huge ego because he has to be willing to bet minus 110 against the world. I'll lay 11 to win 10 against the world because really that's what the market is at any given time, the collective IQ, the wisdom of crowds of the world. On the other hand, you got to keep learning and know if you don't have a really strong opinion, the market's probably sharper than you. So we can debate how good Thomas is or we can let the Vegas market tell us. And we had these two teams are playing each other. So we have that information. And just this morning, before the trade, Denver at home was favored by two and a half points. Now Denver is favored either by one or pick them. So let's just say about a two point point adjustment in the favor of Houston, it kind of makes sense that half of that would be pro Texans, half of that would be negative Denver based on the trade for this year. We're not talking about the draft choices. Who's to say? Thus, it seems like the Vegas market is saying Texans upgrade a point, Denver downgrade a point. What do you think?
6: I think that that's accurate, but it's not all Thomas. Thomas is not worth a full point. I agree. He's probably worth at most half a point. So this line, just based upon Thomas swapping teams, should have moved 1.1 half plus a half. But what's also important is the mindset of these teams, that clearly Houston is going for it and Denver more looking towards the future. And because of that, we have to be concerned about Denver's motivation.
3: I got to tell you, Faz, that was a professional presentation. That was good. <laughs> I mean this guy, I mean think about it. Only guy in the history of the world to win two super contests. He did it back to back just for fun. And now he's becoming like a media star. Kudos faz kudos. That was exact I can't even, you know, I'm just going to praise you. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He could have left that one. He's going, I'm opening the bidding back up. He has one more comment. I'm pessimistic. Well, this acquisition
6: by Houston was especially big because, remember, they just lost their number two wide receiver, Fuller, who's really good, and they basically fixed this problem. They hope immediately it shows they want to win bad.
3: Mm, That just felt like he was reiterating the same things, Brad. But
4: while you're ahead. Yeah, he had it. Why would you
3: come back? Honestly, why would you come back in there? Like, that's the biggest praise I've given you in six weeks. And your response is, hey, let me muck that up a little bit. (laughs) Uh, See, at least he still has to learn. If it was easy, if it was easy, he'd quit. (laughs) <laughs> Guys, we continue
2: with our Vegas verdict of the NFL trade deadline. We go to the Detroit Lions, who traded their top wide receiver, Golden Tate, to the Philadelphia Eagles for a third-round pick.
3: Let's use the Vegas market again as our gauge. Minnesota playing Detroit. Philly has the buy. Minnesota was favored by four before the trade, now favored by five. So it looks like a point adjustment away, downgrade for the Lions. What do you think, Fez? Yeah, so it's downgrade the Lions half a point
6: for losing Tate. He's certainly a very good wide receiver. And then another half a point for the mindset of the Lions getting rid of a really good offensive weapon. Total correction, minus one point for the Lions.
3: Here's where the ego comes in. I think that that's not exactly correct.
5: Here's a theory uh, for you to disregard <laughs> completely. Uh
3: I think that there's something going on with the lines we don't know about. Why? Because they were just buying my favorite, new favorite defensive lineman, Snacks Harrison. So the Giants are selling. Detroit buys some, buys a big snack, and now all of a sudden Detroit's selling. So just let's forget the exact players. Does it make sense of teams buying and selling? in the same week, and our takeaway is going to be, oh, they're selling.
6: Completely illogical.
3: Or they're saying, hey, we think this guy's overvalued. We think that guy's undervalued. Isn't Belichick, who is our kind of platonic ideal for coaches, isn't Belichick someone that we would say, hey, he likes to trade. And this is one thing I love about the Ravens. I'm a Steelers fan. They want to trade because they think they can price draft choices and players – better than the opposition right and poker why do poker players want to play shorthanded instead of nine or ten in a ring because you got to play more hands they want you making more and more decisions now I think there's a Lions guy it's got a Belichick background it feels like the Lions are just saying hey we think Tate's overvalued he's at the top of the market producer Lauren made the point In the pre-show meeting, he has – this is his last year. They probably weren't planning to re-sign him. Brad, you made the point about a young receiver
4: behind him. That was also Lauren, Kenny Galladay, an up-and-coming wide receiver that they probably want to feature more.
3: Yeah, so what I'm saying is I'm not saying the Lions are better not to have Tate, but it feels like a thoughtful sell-off for the Lions as opposed to a fire sale.
6: Certainly that makes sense, but so far the Vegas market is reacting to this news, and maybe, RJ, they're overreacting, maybe some
3: value with the Lions. Or, and this is getting in the weeds, so I'll say it quickly, if you're sitting there thinking you're going to bet the Lions, or the Vikings, their opponent, the Lions opponent, the Vikings, and then you see this trade, you're probably just going to fire, figuring, you don't know how people are going to react, but get your bet in now, and it might have just, it might have forced the hand of some of these eventual Vikings bettors anyway. Great point. And we don't know, right? But that's possible.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Guys, we move now
2: to the NBA where we would like to take a quick recap of what went down in the NBA on Monday night. We start with the Golden State Warriors who hammered the Bulls 149-124. Clay Thompson, an NBA record 14 threes for Golden State. RJ,
3: what does Vegas make of the defending champs? Uh, Mighty good. I mean, all-time type odds to win the title, but they've been that for a couple years. Remember, Vegas never makes anything obvious – Easy to win. If it's obvious, it's not going to win long-term. By the way, if you were to bet Golden State every game this year, four and four against the spread. The spread is the great equalizer.
2: The Lakers lose to the T-Wolves on Monday night. R.J., LeBron, and company now just two and five on the season.
3: And two and five against the spread. But if you add up all their spread results... And look at that ATS margin. So, how far did they fall short or exceed the spread? It's almost even. So, on the year, they pretty much met expectation. They've just lost a lot of close games.
6: And the Lakers have had a very difficult strength of schedule. Six of the seven teams they played were projected to have winning records. The one cupcake they played, Phoenix, they pounded Phoenix by 18 points.
2: The Bucs beat the Toronto Raptors last night 124-109. Milwaukee is undefeated on the season. What does Vegas make of the surprising
3: Bucks? 5-1-1 one and one against the spread. Not as good as you might think, but if you look at that against the spread margin again, They're exceeding expectation on average by over 10 points a game. So what's happened is they've had some real blowouts and a push and a loss. So, yeah, 5-1-1 is great. But, boy, you look at that ATS margin. They've exceeded expectations by over 70 points in this short season, the Milwaukee Bucks. And lastly, quickly, we talked about it last week, is the over-unders. Scoring was up. Yeah, Vegas expected it, but not this much. And if you had bet the overs the first week, you would have been 65%. Now, what did we tell you? Once we're talking about it, once anyone public's talking about it, it's probably too late. Well, if you had bet every over in the last week, you would have won 47%. So once again, once the conversation, once the public's aware, the market gets adjusted You've got to be one step ahead of the public.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: The next victim here on Pros versus the World is the Associated Press. The AP's got Kentucky 11th in their latest college football top 25 rankings. Brad Powers, what say you?
4: I say Kentucky vastly overrated. I only have the Wildcats number 24 in my power ace. Let's think about this. So who's 23 and Uh, 25? I knew you were going to say that, so I pulled them (laughs) up. Missouri's 23. You're going to say, hey, they just beat Missouri on the road. Very fortunate, Kentucky, to win that game on the final play of the game. And behind them is Stanford.
3: Okay, so obviously Kentucky is winning games. Now, I happen to personally know Mark Stoops. So I have an affinity for Kentucky. In what world does the do, do wins just not matter? Oh wow!
4: Well, <laughs> when they're phony, and, and when you oh, consider, wow, yeah, phony. so here, when you consider turnovers, yards, close wins, a lot of the advanced uh, analytics out there say Kentucky is number one in luck this season. Here's a team that's seven and one that probably should be more like four and four, five and three. That's why the Wildcats vastly overrated.
3: Uh oh. You know what that means? This his theme music. Haystack Hank. He speaks common sense. What's he think of Kentucky?
4: I like them, boy, them Kentucky. They keep winning. They won down the swamp earlier this season. I'll tell you what. You see that game last week? Final play of the game at Missouri. They continue to win. That's all I care about is W's. And they they <laughs> filling up my pocketbook, and them W's keep rolling up for them Wildcats.
3: All I care about is W's. All right, so Brad Powers says Kentucky not real good, about 25. Yep. The Associated Press, the most respected news organization <laughs> in the world, and Haystack Hang, thumbs up, Kentucky. Thumbs up, number 11. Big game this week. What's the line right now?
4: Yeah, Kentucky a nine-and-a-half point home underdog to number six, Georgia.
3: All right, well, listen, when Haystack shows up, we he doesn't show up often. He's got a boom box with his own theme music, but it's like from the 80s. We don't really say no.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: The college football playoff committee will release their first rankings of the season. What does Vegas say?
3: You know, I think Joey Galloway's on that show. He grew up one town over from me, and we graduated the same year. So, he has... uh, He runs the 40 much faster than me (laughs) to this day. All right, Brad, we're going to do this the rest of the year. Every Tuesday, we're going to, right before the playoff committee does their things, we're going to tell them, we're going to, hopefully they'll start listening and making some last minute adjustments. I doubt it. (laughs) I doubt it. Let's get your top four teams first. So right now, four best teams in the country.
4: Alabama. Clear cut above everyone else. I would favor Alabama by seven points over any other team. At least seven on a neutral field. Crimson Tide number one. Clemson two? Clemson clear cut number two. Clemson I would favor over the number three team by four and a half, five points now on a neutral.
3: So we got Alabama tier one, Clemson tier two, three and four about the same. Georgia, Michigan. Yep, absolutely. Georgia and Michigan. Now let me think. Who did Michigan play? Mm. Notre Dame. They did. So you think... The committee is going to come out with Alabama-Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU is your prediction.
4: I'll be stunned if it's not those four teams.
3: Okay, so now here's the question. What would the line be? Let's just say Georgia-Michigan together. Doesn't really matter because you're saying they're about even. What would those two, either one of them, be against Notre Dame?
4: Five on a neutral field. On a neutral field, even though Notre Dame just beat them. Uh, Two months ago. Oh, okay.
3: (laughs) Now, what would LSU be against either Georgia or Michigan?
4: About the same. I have Notre Dame and LSU rated around the same. Georgia and Michigan about five-point neutral favorite.
3: So we're saying the three and four the committee's likely to do are five points worse than the true three and four teams, Georgia and Michigan. And oh, by the way, Mm -hmm. over Notre Dame, over LSU, you've got two other teams we haven't even discussed yet Higher in your power rank.
4: Yep. Oklahoma and Ohio State, both of those teams, Oklahoma and Ohio State, would be favored over both LSU and Notre Dame.
3: By the way, you can get this stuff. He has all the college knowledge. Brad Powers on Twitter is at Brad Powers, then the number seven. Brad Powers, seven. Last thing, Alabama is 14 at LSU. If you flipped that for home field, if it was in Bama, it'd be about 21. Yep. Take it back for a neutral, it'd be about 17. And, oh, by the way, you're saying Notre Dame and LSU is about the same. Yep. And we've predicted it. Alabama would be about 17 over Notre Dame.
4: There's the sausage right there. Fox Sports
5: Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
1: live.